Okay, we're in, man. We're live, official, back in it. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. Sunday, beautiful day in the Berg. Beautiful day in the Berg, but you know we we both got a little bit of the Sunday scaries. We 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 gotta be we gotta be uh, forthright. What's the Sunday? You don't know what the Sunday scaries are, dude? No. What? <laughs> Yo, Sunday scaries. That 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 feeling. That like feeling of dread that occurs on a Sunday to like, oh shit, I have a whole week ahead of me. Uh, of like see. a work week, school I'm week. You never, never heard, heard of that? that ever before. Are you serious? No. That's wild. I was born on a Monday. Yo. We don't get scared. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but people born on Monday days. still know what Sunday scaries are. <laughs> no, but you, you're right. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a thing. I feel like. Oh, for sure. At least, especially in this country. At least, at least this country. Yeah, I, I, I can't America. speak to, to my my international brethren, but we'll have to ask them. I guess we'll have to ask them. We'll have to. I mean, all of our listeners. Are, we have listeners all around the world. I think. I think what I did look at the stats. I've only looked at the stats once for listener listenership for this podcast, and. Uh, I think I we had like one from Canada and one from Germany, so yeah, we're worldwide, baby. There we go, bro. International. Hell yeah, and that's that that's that's what we do here at the Thursday Tracklist. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we got a we got another football game on in the background. It's becoming a little bit of a tradition. I enjoy it. Just a little ambiance. We got the sunset coming in the studio, and we're uh, we're ready to just keep on discussing. Indeed, indeed. What do we got on the menu? Well, that's the thing. I was going to ask you that because <laughs> the last episode, I felt like I steamrolled you a little bit. <laughs> I want to give you a little bit more, more, uh, more say in what we discuss. No, I mean I brought up the Freddy stuff and the, the things that the topics that uh, that I had. That's true. You, yeah, your topics were the namesake of the last episode. Yeah. What was the other music though? It was. I brought up Freddy, and then it was one more. Another music. album. You mean I brought or, up, you, yeah. you brought up Gemini rights I think too yeah Gemini rights and then I it was actually also action Bronson that yeah one yeah you did talk about we it for a hot minute about. yeah but no man um happy to see where this goes let's just <laughs> let's just choose a topic here so yeah so the other day do you want me to do it or were you looking good okay yeah I was gonna say yeah the other the other day we were hanging um and didn't record surprisingly but we had some good conversations uh, on uh, on the the secondary studio, the balcony back in my place. <laughs> Drop yeah. the yaddy. But um, nice. we were talking. We were talking about uh, my lack of knowledge in terms of rap be- uh, rap beefs, most specifically um, the the Pusha T and uh, Drake beef uh, circa circa twenty eighteen. Yeah, and right. I was completely oblivious to it. My man Evan had never heard of the Drake push a beef man. Nope, never not at heard all. of story of Adidion. And that's the thing. So let let's let's have you maybe enlighten the listeners. Give me a little bit of a refresher too on the beef. So this was 2018, right? Uh, push had just dropped Daytona, and Drake was fire sort of record still, by the way. Yeah, fire record. Um, 
and Drake's still sort of at the peak of his game. He's still, I mean, he's still like, he's a staple, you know, in mm-hmm. the game, and I don't think that that's ever going to change. But Push did some reputational damage. And he he, <laughs> he did damage, man, to the point where Drake cannot post an IG photo without the majority of people in the comments section talking about, bro, where's Uncle Push, yo? Really? Yes. I never, I didn't know, comments. still, to this day. Yes. Every every time or he, he has a picture of his son, and then they're like, bro, Uncle Push, bro, and then people, <laughs> people highlight the fact that we're like, they're like, people, or pe- you should be thankful that, or this kid should be thankful that Pusha made sure that he could see the world or something like that, or that <laughs> he would be shit. Because, sh- dude, you, okay, well, let's, let's go back yeah. into it. So, uh, Infrared was the outro on Daytona, and that's when he kind of dropped like a uh, s- subliminal or some indirect, you know, message to Drake, you know, kind of calling him out. And he'd been doing this for like every album he'd been doing. He had been doing yeah it, w- w- is, was there an um like what originated that like what i i honestly I sh- you should have told me because i would have done some research <laughs> it's all good the, the topic but but i had i just know that he, he was doing this for a while and drake kind of always brushed him off but he, you know drake got meek mill good and he's kind of feeling good about himself like no one can or he'll steamroll anyone because of his just his mere fan base, like the the mm-hmm. size of it, and like how many people just. I mean, his numbers alone, right? Are, of are course, the greatest. of course, he's so, he's like the, he's the mainstream. He yeah, really is the mainstream. Yeah. You're like it's like the Beatles or, or something. You know? <laughs> sure, Drake is Drake is the Beatles of uh, of of 2022. That's that yeah. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the takeaway. Maybe I don't know. No, I'm fucking with y'all. <laughs> yeah, but um. So he's feeling good about himself, right? He's like, yeah, I can kind of take anyone, anyone down, or anyone can. You know, all shots are going to be contested in this bitch because I'm Drake, basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> all shots are going to be contested in this bitch, except my wide open three at the <laughs> University of Kentucky basketball game that I will airball. <laughs> that was perfect, yo. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so, so he he dropped. So Drake's ready. Pusha drops infrared. Pusha drops Daytona. Mm-hmm. Infrared's on, on the outro, and it's it's like this, it's this cold like outro like ghost beat. Yeah, and he says mm-hmm. he says in the track like he's he essentially said you know like uh, he talked about the ghost writing which I which I had known about that that a lot of people called Drake out for having songwriters for a lot of his tracks. Yeah, or uh, most of him um, for that regard. So I, I I like distinctly heard that on infrared. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope I wish we could get clips in here, but you're worried about the copyright stuff. But if, <laughs> I if could we, put if I could put can, small clips. I could yeah. put like snippets because you know, like on for, on Undisputed for uh, Skip and Shannon, they, they like watch the play and then they're like, "See, this is what I'm talking about." That would be the, <laughs> the, the equivalent of us saying, "Look, like listen to this little." piece of lyric pull up the lyrics one. pull up the genius yeah yeah, yeah pull I, up the I, I was actually gonna do that i was actually gonna do that but um to continue though push so infrared drops and then drake's ready he drops duppy like the next day so he he's his whole management and all the ghost writers and the whole brand are <laughs> are ready for that like they're on you know they got their papers in order and and so he responds with Duppy. It's like a pretty good track, pretty good diss track, you know. Yeah, the, I enjoyed it. The Drake Riders are gonna be on that shit, talking about 
oh, he killed him, bro. Well, he didn't really kill him. That's what I saw, too, yeah, because I made sure that I looked at the comments. Um, and this is SoundCloud, by the way. So, the, you know, these aren't, like, major releases. Um, ma- major to the point that, you know, it's getting out to the fan base. Um, not necessarily, like, mainstream, mainstream release. But, yeah, so on SoundCloud, you can you can look, uh, yeah, Duppy up from Drake, the yeah, Drake push yep. diss track. Yeah, all of it's on... Um all of it's on SoundCloud, the whole beef, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to pull up infrared here. Um, but so then after that comes out, Push has like one day turnaround, pretty much for his dis for his <laughs> yeah. following diss track. And on the tr- on immediately, I mean, just okay. So the artwork was him doing blackface. Yeah, is that a real picture? Yes, did, that's yes. a so. Dude, so he, yeah, well, let me, let me... Okay, I'm sorry. So he he uh, he came out with the blackface picture with Drake, you know, with a picture of blackface smiling, looking like just pretty hysterical, just like crazy. Yeah, it's like a vaudeville picture in like like the 2010s, which is yep. crazy. Yep, early and he was kind of doing acting at the same time. Yeah. And dude, Drake had to come out with like a like an explanation for that like he posted on his story he, he was like this has happened at the time where like i was doing acting and it was supposed to be something good for the black community maybe he was spinning it or maybe he wasn't but he he said something to okay. it where it was like pushes taking it out of context or some stuff like that dude he had he had to go and like yeah blackface is blackface bro and he's he's black <laughs> like yeah, why is he doing that shit i know i know i mean even like dave Chappelle is embarrassed for, for himself for doing that early in his career because he did he oh did comedy dave like chappelle that. doing black yeah guys? yeah and what like did he do black dave face? letterman uh early in his career like very early in his career uh dave letterman on his show uh i think talk with letterman or, or something the, the uh, kimmel i know kimmel did blackface yeah but maybe but but yeah anyways dave letterman asked him about it he kind of oh, tried to you. avoid it uh yeah, because Dave, Dave Letterman has this like interview show on Netflix, and then he mm-hmm. brings in people, and he brought in Dave. He had Drake, huh? He had no, Drake no, or no. Chappelle? Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. I, I was just making a blackface reference. Yeah, this is I got you. totally off, totally off the tangent, but that's all good. But yeah, he was doing the blackface. He had he had to go in full um, public relations, like like reputation control or, or damage control. Yeah, because he's main. He's he's huge. For that. He's, he's a yeah. huge artist too. Like he's got he's got like. 14 year old girl fans you know yeah yeah not and saying that all drake fans are 14 year old girls but i mean a lot of <laughs> he, yeah. he gets young girls and shit and he's kind of creepy <laughs> yeah. all right all right yeah that's a different yeah. story yeah yeah but um and and the needle drop and fantano he was going crazy he was like two heavyweights are going at it like it's just like like tyson and, and like uh whatever holyfield just like yep. swinging man and uh but he he absolutely annihilated him in my opinion i remember i was i tweeted about it when it came out and we were i was like like we were in high school and i was sitting on the steps and i was like yeah that's drake's career man it's over <laughs> drake's career I mean, he, so he called out his his like his son on the track and no one knew he had a son at the time he had a son bro that like was hidden or something and his name was um adonis adonis yeah and and it, obviously it was like for the for an Adidas branding type thing, you know, or Kanye's naming his kid like 
what is it like ivy and like yep. blue and like stuff for like old navy like whatever old navy <laughs> yo uh, that was gap he's naming his kid balenciaga <laughs> that's actually i'm thinking about that because uh <laughs> he just got dropped from balenciaga actually, no, uh, jay-z's kid is jay-z's blue, blue ivy yeah yeah ivy. yeah but no, no i no, i know what you mean I, I forget what the kids names are i honestly don't give a fuck yeah anyways <laughs> so. anyways so he, he but he called that out he called out that his his um wife or his baby mama not his wife um was like a porn star like things that were like kind of and then he call, called out his his producer 40 for like having like a sickness he has like some schizophrenic type disease where like he could he could die quicker or something like that and he he called him out and said like how much does 40 got tick 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 like yeah like, the end was, of that he was is almost killer mind, dude but he just it was so cold and evil yeah that, like it, it was one of the just the illest tracks like beefs or whatever you want to call it um yeah diss tracks of all time dude all time and and you should yeah you got to listen to that and appreciate it and then he did it on he did it on the story of OJ, the story of OJ beat, which is a Jay Z beat mm-hmm. on the 444 track. I listened to the record too, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very I thought good. it was pretty we'll good. I, I, was, I wasn't that huge. I wasn't blown away by it, but I'm, I'm getting off track. Okay, okay, we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. But um, yeah, so he did it on the story of OJ beat, and that was that was symbolic to the to drake's like insecurities you remember he was like we're just gonna peel it back layer by layer yeah. remember that i mean that was he he which means he had more yo he had more it, and drake was afraid to even like respond because if he responded he t- push probably would have gone total annihilation yo and and then drake had this song like the single at the time called i'm upset i don't know if you remember it was no like, not at all it was, it <laughs> that was is the, the most Drake fucking title of a song. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it was, it just auto tune. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a precursor to um, to Scorpio. Remember or Scorpion? What Scorpio? Yeah, Scorpio. The, yeah, that's the that's the record before. Yeah, his CBL um, right or CLB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but and then Push was like, and he's like, he's you talking about it? at the very end of the track. He's like, and you talking about you upset? <laughs> and then he starts laughing. Mm. And then he's like, will you show me what it's like when you get angry, okay? It, dude, it was just like total just owning the man, you know. It just took his manhood away, yep. I, I, I feel like, on the track. but Yeah, yeah, and th- th- that shows, it shows a couple things. It shows how fucking evil Pusher can be, because as you were saying, because exactly. those were some deep, deep cuts. And then also it shows. I mean, you don't you don't fuck you don't fuck with the the OGs. Push is an OG he's man. An OG. He's yes. an OG. He's an OG, and yeah, Drake Drake barking up the wrong tree, man. Yeah, that's true. I think he should have had a lot a little bit more respect, I guess. But everyone knows this now that like Push lives in Drake's head, like rent free, yo, mm-hmm. rent free, bro. He changed that man's whole like persona, you know. Kind of, he brought like his son, dude. Is like his, his, his <laughs> personal things. Imagine if a politician yeah. like goes down for their secrets or like they didn't cover their tracks and they got exposed. He got exposed. You he know? did get exposed, and he got exposed like that fucking governor from Virginia. He got exposed like Trudeau, man. Trudeau did blackface too. Well, he did brownface, uh, but yeah, still, I didn't know that. But Canadians, man. These Canadians, I mean, yeah, I, man. I, I won't reckless. Expect, 
Wasn't he like an actor and shit? Who and like that? Trudeau. Trudeau was never an actor. No, I don't think uh, so. Why is he doing blackface? Then? He. D- it was a Halloween party. Uh, that's he was funny. Aladdin and was in brownface. Okay, well that's different. That's different. It's still not cool. It's not like a meme, like a meme face, though. You know. No, he did not do. He did not do. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So so going back to this fucking thing, uh, the cover of a story of a Didion is that that's that's pushes um pushes this to to Drake in response to Duppy, but um yeah the cover yeah it, it's straight up blackface. It's not it's not it's not brownface. Like it is a it is a yeah. racial caricature, like yes. from like late 1800s like it's super racist (laughs) like it's very racist yeah it's like it's like grotesquely racist yeah yeah yeah. exactly (laughs) and that's that's the whole thing and i mean that's that's even said and i think and it's said in infrared as well push up pushes saying you know like you know talking about drake's black hood essentially exactly he, talking about how his fro, he, he wouldn't grow his hair because his fro wouldn't nap. Mm-hmm, but now he's got cornrows. Yeah, well, he said that in the diss track. Did he really? Yeah, he said a lot. Of, he's talking about his dad, how he had like attachment issues because his parents got divorced, and like he, he he's like he's like how you a winner, but you, but your mother keep coming in last place. <laughs> <laughs> he he, dude, he went in, bro, like. Almost to the point where I'm like with Drake, like that's too far, man. But mm-hmm. as as just a like a sto- uh, a historian, like a hip hop historian, or someone who's just watching the game, like that's cold, man. Like, and, and I kind of fuck with with it. That should be your fucking uh, Twitter handle, the hip hop historian. That probably already is taken, <laughs> but still, that's sick. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it, it was definitely a crazy disc. So yeah, thanks for introducing me to that. Yeah, I had no no clue that it even existed. But yeah, cold, 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 cold. Yeah, but I will say, as I said, all that like I, I obviously love Drake, all all his music, and like it's nothing against him. Like I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just just stating facts, being objective here. And he's like he's a good dad and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> I've seen him on the I've seen it on the gram. Like you his endorse son, his it. His son's hella cute, man. Yeah, his son's cool as fuck, man. But but that disc was was like no other. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, to be honest, I'm not that big of a Drake fan. I tried listening to uh, um, what was what was the record? What was the record that you wanted me to listen to? Oh, uh, if you're reading this, it's too. Yeah, early. I listened. I I, I like I'm like it's okay. What did I, you listen to? I, I just listened to like the first four tracks. Dude, you listened to the first four tracks and yeah. didn't think that was that was like crazy? Nah, it was it was fine. Whoa. It's it's too it's 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 too it's too like I don't know man. Dude, I, I, I I sound like the fucking hip hop historian. I'm like it's it, it, it's, it's, it sounded like too mainstream for me. No. Yeah. Not that. Not that. It dude. did. That, that was that was Drake's most authentic. Uh, those were his most authentic records. I think those were some of the records that no one wrote that he wrote actually except for like ten bands. Mm. But and maybe actually I don't know but. But he, that was most authentic Drake in his whole discography. I think. Damn. He was he was like, yeah, very. Um, he's like a menace, dude. He, and he he recreated himself. And remember, it was a it was a surprise drop. It was a surprise release. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't really appreciate it. But then I went back, and 
dude, he completely created a new alter ego, man. Like like the sixth god, you know? And it was like it was like a real thing. And he did it on wax. He'd get like high on those tracks and just go in like super sane mode. Super dude, sane. Um Fantano said uh, I remember I saw some tweet that said like what are the best like three three tracks like sequentially listening to them what which ones the, the first three what are the best three and and it was like or which, yeah he, he said the one i don't know what exactly which three but it includes know yourself so go, go oh yeah let, let me and pull then it he up. was like yeah yeah so i think it was yeah i think it was energy 10 bands and know yourself and he was like that was quite a run <laughs> and I agree with that oh I'm looking at the wrong album yeah yeah I just couldn't yeah I, I don't know it's I just struggled to get maybe, into it just maybe, not for me just maybe not for you me. gotta be in the gym or something you know cause when I first heard it I, I didn't really think anything of it but then I don't know I just listened to it in a different context one day and it, that's all things are about just listening to stuff or Reading that's something true. in a given that's context. That's true. We'll see. I mean, was, I'll, it, was I'll, it that night? Was it that night? Uh, it was that night. It was that okay. night. Yeah, just just couldn't get into it. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. I was gonna mention. Speaking of messed up shit, we actually didn't get to talk about it uh, last time, but yeah, that news had already been out. But uh, yeah, did you see uh, see what happened to Rex, Orange County? No. Yeah, man, six allegations from one uh, from one woman of uh, sexual assault. When when did that happen? Apparently, this summer, I believe. I think it was in June. It was like four counts, like four, like four counts at like his place, and then like two in a taxi or something crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really know Rex like that, so it's not like <laughs> yeah, a big thing. I don't know him either, man. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not hanging. But I only I, hang with Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, how many times do we see that these days? You know, where these big celebrities just get like exposed. You know, like Deshaun Watson. This dude's not even gonna play football again. <laughs> no, I mean he's playing this season, bro. Well, did you? See, there was another allegation. I know so there's another civil suit, but I, I think the suspension. Maybe yeah. I yeah, I think I think he'll still play. But you, but, you get my point. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, it, it was especially surprising for Rex because Rex, like, Rex is such like a fucking like, he's such like a soft boy. <laughs> like that's like his like whole persona. Uh, um, he's just you know he's just like. He's just like a singer-songwriter type dude. It'd almost be like, well, actually, no. <laughs> let me tell you about that too, yo. I was gonna say that's like that's like John Mayer. It's like John Mayer like doing sexual assault, which I have heard some. There's apparently some wild shit about John Mayer too, though. So. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's an allegation on like everybody today. Also, what do you think about this? Like, I mean, not. I don't want to sound messed up, and especially for women, like it's totally. I I know a lot of. I actually don't know a lot of guys, but you know, I, men can be awful, like you know. Yeah. And but I I also know the flip side where like women can be, like um. What do you call it? Um. Like kind of like manipulative and and like 
just make stuff up and people will believe them. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it happens on both sides. Uh, yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, Amber right. Heard. Yeah, good example of that. Good Perfect. recent example of that yeah. for sure. So, but I, I know both sides. So we, who knows? May, if Rex maybe he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, it's it's innocent until proven guilty. Um, so yeah, these were just allegations um, that that have recently happened. A lot of his fan base is is obviously upset about the allegations just as i said because he's he's like such the opposite of what that is uh, you know of of what that person is in terms of his sort of like public persona and his in his music um yeah especially his like last album a lot of like mm, yeah last album was like definitely more upbeat uh a more upbeat record than pony pony was his was his uh was his uh i think first major studio album and then um his last album, which I'm blanking on the name for some reason, um, but I'll just I'll pull that up quickly. But um, yeah, just just se- seemingly so out of character from someone like him, who's also been pretty sure he's in a relationship too. So that was also like one of the things too that it's that it, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't his his girlfriend or let's say girlfriend at the time possibly. I don't think a lot of information was released about that. But yeah, very interesting. Who cares? Who cares the new album? Okay. Yeah, so that was so that was kind of wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was wild. And 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 also I wanted I wanted to bring that up to you too on that sort of same note is like what's, you know, what are your thoughts on like these artists who who are doing some some pretty fucked up shit? Like what what's your stance on like listening to their music? After yeah, allegations or after convictions, point. in some cases, like R. Kelly. R. Kelly, yep. And and people, some people would even say like Michael Jackson, you know. Yeah, which the, technically are allegations, but a lot of yeah, you know, yeah. some some fairly compelling evidence out there. I mean, I don't I don't really think I've listened to R. Kelly like that. So the only thing, the only experience that i have with that dilemma would probably be like michael jackson or something because mm-hmm. i mean it was known that michael jackson was a little weird with kids i mean even if he didn't do anything that was like against the law he was still like a like a weird guy a genuinely weird guy yeah, damn straight but i i mean i still like michael like i still love michael jackson i i feel like he was still just a harmless guy and i've heard stories about him where he was like yeah he just just had issues and like i guess he was projecting or coping with like his own struggle as a kid or his own like demons as a kid where yeah he was fucked you up know, how he was treated yeah exactly so mm-hmm. that, that fucked him up but um yeah it was aziz ansari good big comedian indian mm-hmm. comedian said uh it talked about this and it, i don't remember exactly what he said and then but he he was like saying to the crowd it, he was making a point with like cancel culture, you know. And he, yeah, was this was this the Netflix special that just yeah, dropped? Yeah. I loved it. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. I loved what did he these. say again? It was like, it was like, oh, um, like how many clap your hands if you don't listen to R. Kelly anymore? Like clap your hands if you don't listen to R. Kelly, and like everyone was clapping. He's like, all right, now now clap your hands like if you don't listen to my or something like yeah. comparison to Michael Jackson. And then, like, he's like, oh, not a lot of claps. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, no, fuck you, man. My, my wedding's next week, man. Michael Jackson's too good. <laughs> Something like that. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, man. I'm, 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 I'm fully, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty 
far in support of separating the artist from the person. True. Um, like Kanye. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I I fully listen to Kanye for sure, and and I disagree with a lot of the shit he says. And yeah, last fucking episode, I brushed <laughs> brushed away his comments of anti-Semitism. Yeah. Which which to a degree, I still think a lot of it is out of ignorance. But yeah, I mean, saying death to Jews is pretty fucked up. Yeah. He's like, I am <laughs> yeah. Jew. My bad for uh for for playing that down a little bit. But um no yeah like I'll for sure still listen to Kanye even even as a Jew for sure um. But, yeah, R. Kelly, R. Kelly's a tough one because also I'm not that big into his music either. Yeah, like we, he, you know, he's he's sort of the era before us. He's he's like uh, he's like my my siblings' era in terms of his popularity. Right. Um. So yeah. So he wasn't that big. I mean, uh, uh, the Ignition Remix is is is, is still a good track. So like I I think I'd still listen to it. Yeah, I mean it's not like it's not like you're in the bar or you're not you're at the club or something. Well, they're not Kelly playing that shit anymore at huh? the clubs, but yeah, but but I'm just saying like when you hear it, like no 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 need to boycott you know or something like that. Yeah, it's like, you know it's not you know. Yeah, I mean he did some vile shit, like vile shit. Yeah, like his his stuff was actually like really fucking messed up and yeah. like convicted. Yeah. He was convicted though yeah. of the, these things. So it's even yeah. beyond the allegations of like a Michael. But like yeah, like you know, also, I'm I'm also like Michael was not as you know impactful for me as to you. <laughs> you yeah. you played Michael Jackson the Experience or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, like I'd still listen to it. Like I I don't think yeah. I, as I said, I, I I try to separate the artist from the from the person and the actions. So yeah, I wanted to hear your take on that too. Yeah, I think Kanye's a good example. Mm-hmm. He, he's like a little wild, and I wouldn't. Like I, like annoying. I wouldn't say I I associate myself with his views or what he, his actions, what he goes on to you know TV to to For say. Sure. Like with Tucker Carlson, like why are you going and talking to Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. man? Um, but some tra- I mean, he has some of the best music of all time. I think he's one of the best creators, like musical uh, geniuses, like ever. Definitely, and he knows that himself. He talks, says that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, does he know it? I mean, he fucking preaches it. That's all yeah, he all does, yo. But no, I mean, right, almost rightfully so. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's what I would say on the basis of that. But I, I would, I was gonna mention. So we were talking about Drake. Drake's coming out with a with a collab album mm-hmm. with 21 Savage next Friday or this upcoming Friday. Yeah, you yeah, you just brought that up to and me. So I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. I was I mean, I was just going to defer that to you cuz honestly, I've not listened to any of 21's. Okay, well they're music. They're, they're like a really nice combination and people want people kind of wanted to hear this for a long time. And really? They, and they kind of uh, alluded to or hinted at the fact that they were going to do it cuz they had that out the last track on um uh certified lover boy was it that one no no the dance album oh shit uh what was it what yeah i have no it? idea what, what that one's it? called uh honestly never mind honestly never mind yeah yeah the last track on honestly never mind was a track with 21 savage and it was uh, Jimmy Crooks, and it was it was like a hot track, probably one of the more popular songs. And it was the only rap mm-hmm. song on the album too. So it kind of just Drake was kind of hinting at like what was next for him, you know? Exactly. And they're 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 making it happen tonight. I mean, some people, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to say like Drake's overstaying is welcome, but he's not slowing down. You know, he's making albums every year. Every year he's pushing pushing a project out, man, or even a couple projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and been, he's I mean, been pretty I, damn prolific. I, I like the grind. I, I appreciate the like giving us music and stuff. And I think he's at the point, man, where that's just like what he is. Other people would fade, but I don't think he's really fading like other people said he would. Um, but it, I'm I'm excited for the listen, and I and I think um, you should be too. <laughs> you as in me, or you as the listeners? <laughs> yeah, both. All the above. <laughs> yeah, man. I think yeah, I'll definitely give it a listen. As I said, I you know I'm not. I'll, I'll listen to Jimmy Crooks at least. Just to get a little bit of a taste. Ah, okay, cool. All right, we're back in. All right. God said, let there be light. (laughs) I think I made that joke last time. (laughs) No, I I cut that shit out last time. Yeah, we're keeping it in. Keeping it in this time. (laughs) All right. It was getting dark in the studio, so we we, we, we had to turn some lights on. Yeah, I mean, just when we started, it was nice and bright. Yeah, it was lovely. setting in here. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll definitely have to give uh, give the the new record. Do, do you know what it's called? The the Drake uh, Twenty One collab. No, but I can check. I mean, you'll be on you'll be on the watch out, right? On Friday, just like you, just like you were, this Friday. Remember the you? watch out, <laughs> or you'll be on the lookout for things that drop on Friday. For sure. Yeah. No, I I, I definitely try to look. Try to look for some new releases. Get get a, uh, you know, stay topical for the for the uh, for the show for you the listeners. Got to keep up with you. Stay topical. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so you're looking forward to that Friday. I'm not sure if there's any releases that I'm like really looking forward to on Friday, this upcoming Friday. While you're looking for this, I did want to say I have not given it a listen okay. to. Yeah, it's what a, is it? It's, it's called Her Loss, which I remember. Yeah, that, that's funny. Her Loss? Yeah. Cool. It's for, it's for the men, you know, I guess. Yep. Her Loss. <laughs> I'm going to post that for all my exes, yeah, on the gram. Yep. <laughs> so, You'll be subbing people, too, on Twitter, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I, I was just about to say, though, I um, this past Friday, as, as we're recording this, um the uh the arctic monkeys sort of had a surprise at least for me it was a surprise release i have no idea if if they were i mean they were teasing it i guess with a couple singles they kept on they had maybe about three singles that they they've dropped in anticipation of this um but they have dropped singles before and have waited a long time to do a full album release so this was yeah this is their first release since 2018 uh tranquility based hotel and casino which actually dropped on my birthday i had to double check that dropped on my birthday so that was even more meaningful like my favorite band my favorite band growing up for years was the rt monkeys and they dropped their it was like five years in the making or four years in the making whatever and it was it was kind of a disappointment it was a decent record it was like it it, it, they they tried it was like so 70s like they tried to like it was like a pink floyd like uh pink floyd like the doors kind of like mash up and it, it was fine um pretty boring i remember fan i remember actually listening to the needle drop fantano saying that uh that it was just such a boring album and i, I definitely agreed with that sentiment at the time so they just released a new album on friday uh, the car 
is the name of the album the car so that's that's gonna be on my uh on my uh my docket for tonight what to listen to after nice. a little smoke sesh so. And so how are you feeling about it going in um i'm gonna try to temper my expectations um i only listened to one of the singles that was dropped and it was decent um something it's called something mirror ball i forget what it's called but uh okay. i listened to it it was a decent it was decent so I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to the record, but I'm gonna temper expectations. Don't wanna don't wanna say, oh shit, you know they're they're coming with heat, um, because you know I was really looking forward to a uh, tranquility bass, and it was, it 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 was disappointing. So hopefully the uh, the Arctic Monkeys turned it around, and they had like a long ass hiatus, uh, not even just making music, but also touring. Like they didn't tour for years either. Alex Turner, sort of a uh, the lead singer, sort of a uh, controversial figure. He's like known to be a douche, <laughs> so I'm not sure how much the bandmates really like him that much too. So huge play in the, okay. the football game right now. So yeah, that that probably leads to, to some of the uh, some of the breaks that they had creatively and, and touring wise. But uh, and where yeah, we'll from? see. I'm excited to listen. Tempering expectations. Where are they from? They're from Sheffield in the UK. Oh, okay. In England. Well, let me know, man. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, by the next time we uh, record, yeah, yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll drop our drop our takes on uh on the on the two records we just highlighted. Her loss in the yeah. car. Word. <laughs> Word, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, some good ones. We also um also no worries just dropped a new new track. We we had that was one of the first uh first things that we had talked about yeah. um when you when you had joined as a co-host to this show was uh was no worries no worries yeah. the anderson pack and uh knowledge uh collab the right. sort of super group that they have uh formed and this is the first release in a long time too yeah i thought i thought it was like it sounded commercial but it was good but it's not like that old, just classic. Nah. No worries, you know, which which is like a link up track or or suede or yep, uh, something like that, you know. Or I'm trying to think of some other, some others, but you know, it's it's kind of like funky. It's a little little lo-fi, but Anderson brings this like nice element to it. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it's 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 also kind of a boring track. Like it, it doesn't do. It, it it didn't do much for me. Um, yeah. Her is featured on the track. Her phenomenal phenomenal talent um, as a musician, both vocally and uh, musically. She she's an excellent guitarist too, yeah, yeah. Um, or bassist or both. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, she even her feature was was pretty pretty uh, malaise. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, what did you think about four forty four? Yeah, so 444, Jay-Z's last uh, full-length album, at least solo. Well, you just listened to it, right? Yep, wow. listened to it last week. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I, I can see, I can definitely see why you like it. Um, a lot of the beats, a lot of the beats were pretty fresh, uh, specifically because I, I had listened to 444 after listening to Story of a Didion, the, the Pusha uh, diss. So, like, that beat was fresh in the mind, the Story of OJ. And the Story of OJ, I oh, think, was the best that first. track. You should have listened to the story of OJ first, but whatever. Whatever. I like the story of OJ too. Um, so, all, which is also as as you had said, you had told me it was such a clever choice. Yeah. For the for the beat sample, 
because story of OJ two is this is this also this discussion on like blackness in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, and um, you should watch the uh, music video because he he first released it with a music video, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like the it was like a cartoon with yeah that just black like a black black cartoon character i don't i don't know what it was drake and blackface cartoon (laughs) no (laughs) i don't know what cartoon to compare it to but i want to say you'd like it though it's very very classic man very iconic Mm -hmm. and it was it was good really good Yeah, so I thought it was an okay record. Um, but it seems it, it seems like more your speed, like it's it just seemed like more of your vibe, and I think that's why uh, I think that's why you were you were praising it a lot, which is not a, not There's a lot of all. knowledge on that track, man. You know, mm-hmm. Jay Z is a wealthy guy. <laughs> I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about yes. he's got a lot of richness and knowledge and. A lot of wisdom, man, to share, and he shared it. He just mm-hmm. he kind of he was so loose with it. It was like he wasn't really spitting that much. He just said a few sentences and dipped. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 he was dropping wisdom, man. He was like actually. Oh, I, I actually wanted to say, yeah, the story of OJ. I thought you would like that one verse when he was like, he's like, you want you want to know why all the Jews or, or he's like why the Jews own all the property in America this how they did it <laughs> and then he's like you remember that i do yeah i thought you would like that when i when i listened to it again because i listened to it again when we were talking about it and yeah. then uh i was like yeah <laughs> well that's actually so that's actually something that i heard from from um another dude a dude who of course stereotypically worked uh he's he's a, he's a jewish dude who works um in the uh the diamond district in new york and he said that that uh that jay-z was like overtly anti-semitic anti-semitic yeah yeah how could that be how could, what do you mean how could that or be why why, is he why was he I, he and just I, said he just said he was so disrespectful so disrespectful to like specifically them and like like as jews i forget what he said so of course this this is, seems to be a little bit of a baseless claim, but this is this is like direct testimony of a dude who sold diamonds to Jay Z, and Jay Z was just like talking reckless about Jews. I don't know, but uh, I don't know how true that is. I mean, I find it hard to believe that that Jay Z would be he he's in a very intelligent guy, and for him to hold like a grudge on on a race or religion is is like doesn't seem like him. Yeah, well, apparently. I mean, he was, yeah. <laughs> but still, um, no, still, you know, you can't deny his impact. Impact to uh, to to rap music, to hip hop, to uh, to everything, man. <laughs> Dude's, yeah. dude, dude is uh, like the the the, uh, the two thousands equivalent of uh, of Dre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even more than that, though. Yeah. Even more of a commercial success. Um. Yeah, you you should, and then if we could, I mean, going back to the beef, the, the beefs, some of the biggest beefs that you didn't know about were uh, Jay Z Nas. Yeah, no idea People about said that. Said that Nas won or Jay Z won, but I think 
Actually, maybe maybe most people say Nasmund, but either way, mm-hmm. Ether, the song that uh, it was on Stillmatic, I think, Nas, mm-hmm. that was one of the like that's one of the most famous diss songs of all time. He said some crazy shit about Jay Z, <laughs> but ultimately Nas fell off and Jay Z kind of took New York. But then now, but Nas is making a little late run, you know. Yeah, right definitely. Now. I mean. People say, uh, my one friend who knows Nas, like well, he doesn't know him personally, but he's like he's like <laughs> he's, a, with him. he's a hip hop historian, knows way more than me, and he said that Nas, like, didn't have the right people around him, like wasn't wasn't that motivated to make music like that much after dropping the classic Illmatic, but now he's got like a system going where he's mm-hmm. he's got it going, man, he's got the recipe. But that's the that's that's the hard shit though. Like, I mean, he he's coming from an early '90s. East East Coast heavy hitting old school hip hop sound, and to have to translate that into the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s now, it's difficult. Like I mean, you you can't you can't. I, I don't think you can fault the dude. I mean, it's tough. It's it's such a tough transition to really sort of um, adapt your yeah. sound to that because like artists in, uh, across all genres struggle with that. Yeah, but I think the point was is not that he wasn't trying or or. Mm-hmm. Not that he was trying, like he wasn't even really trying, you know. Oh, okay. So that, you're saying it's like, it's more of an effort system thing. going on. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And he didn't he didn't really like care that much, I guess. But either way, I'm happy that that Nas is out here with Grammy nominations and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eminem, I don't know why, but I think he popped in my mind. He had a um, big beef with. Wasn't it like Machine Gun Kelly? Or yeah, that, so Isn't that one I knew. So I know about white people beefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, so I did know about that, and the fucking Eminem d- d- dismembered, dismembered Machine Gun Kelly. Dude got a safety man. How do you let that happen? <laughs> Talking about Jimmy G's IQ being high. No, it's not. Look at him. <laughs> man, my man's getting sacked. That's it. What, what are you talking about? That's, he didn't see him. Is it, yeah, his blind side's got to block that, it. bro. Come on. He's got to sense it, man. Nah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't fumble that. that that's big. Um, besides the point. But uh, no, I, I know white people beef. Yeah, yeah. Eminem, Eminem dominated Machine Gun Kelly. He made Machine Gun Kelly change genres, bro. Yeah, facts. To shitty, to shitty pop punk music. Not yeah. good at all. Was yeah. he? Or, oh, he's with, uh, he's with Megan Fox. Megan Fox, yeah. yep. Yeah. They're like, they're like, they're like thirty-year-old fucking teenagers, dude. They're like fucking making out in public. Who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I guess that's that's their vibe. Yeah, but like, fucking, who gives a shit? Yeah, it would be cool if you were like nineteen, but you guys are like thirty-seven. <laughs> it's weird as fuck. But uh, yeah, machine. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of machine. Talented actor, though. I will say, machine gun Kelly Duke can act. Not a fan of his music. Not a yeah. fan of um. Not even his, his his rap shit is not that good either. Um, but his fucking pop punk sucks. It sucks. And this is coming. I'm a I'm a pop punk historian a little bit. Okay. A little bit. It's not life. Actually, speaking of which, that that actually that was some big news too. They the, um believe it was maybe a month ago now. Could have been at the beginning of October, which is almost approaching a month away now which is crazy um but um announced a huge festival huge festival in uh in vegas for i think october or november of 2023 or september whatever 
um, called When We Were Young, the When We Were Young Festival. It's a pop punk festival of like all of these pop punk bands. Do you know pop punk? Let me let me just ask that. I as, think so. As I'm, <laughs> I'm going on this this little this little three minute run here about pop punk and didn't even ask. Um, pop punk is. Do you know? Do you, do you know like uh, Panic at the Disco? Yeah. Fall Out Boy. My Chemical Romance. <laughs> no, none so. of these. None of them. No. Zero of them. I thought the first one. Pro- probably the first one. I mean, that just sounds. That sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. So so th- th- they were these groups of white dudes, in particularly the Midwest. <laughs> A lot of these bands are. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 still chilling with mine. Particularly in the Midwest, like singing these like angsty, they were like angst-ridden songs. They weren't really that punk in terms of, like the actual genre of punk, you know, originating like the you know the seventies and like really anti-establishment shit. <laughs> Pop punk is more like anti-living with your parents. <laughs> anti anti living in the fucking suburbs that's really what pop punk is so it's it's like these these like emo these emo dudes singing about how they want to fucking leave their hometowns and uh (laughs) like singing like all this emo shit but like really upbeat music so it was huge and you were a big fan oh my god yeah of course every every white suburbs kid in America, I, I dare say, I don't know. I mean, loves. Pop. I had white friends. I had a lot of white friends. Yeah, I I guarantee you, if you say, "Hey, did you ever listen to Panic at the Disco for a little bit?" and they'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Well, I don't. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, pop punk sort of a big deal, and that's that's actually, and they're trying to cash in on this nostalgia, because at least for someone who did listen to pop punk back in the day, when you do hear it, it does give you a sort of a little a little bit of a, a rush of uh, of nostalgia. And uh, so that's they're trying to capitalize this in in music festival form at this actually called when we were young. So like trying to like capitalize on this thing. And now <laughs> most of these artists are fucking old hats now. <laughs> so like Avril Lavigne, I think, is like performing and shit. So, you know, Avril Lavigne, right? I don't think so. Man. What? No, don't expect me to know anything. Like Skater that. Boy? Come on, man. That's like old school. That's like real. Like oh, like we were young as fuck. Maybe if you show. I mean, if you showed it to me. For I'd sure. Probably that's probably know. gonna be the outro now. The fucking pod. <laughs> this is fucking Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Yo. Okay. Um. But pop punk. Yeah. So so this 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 festival is was announced, and then one of the bands, one of the bands slated to perform. I I can't remember off the top of my dome. But they were like, they were either interviewed or just issued a public statement, and they were like, they were like, they announced this, this, um, this festival before any of us said that we were gonna do it. So like, all these things now are coming out about this festival, saying that like, like, all of these little things are like culminating now to be like this, this shit might might hit the fan <laughs> for this for this highly touted festival. And uh, because apparently I, I just saw another another article, didn't really look into it too much, but saying that um, the Saturday lineup that they had already announced, all of it was canceled. So like I think this is it's already going really downhill for this pop punk festival. Damn. Yeah, but I think I think music festivals kind of fucking suck anyway. So yeah. where is it? You said it's in Vegas. Oh, okay, you're not going. Fuck no, I actually did. So when I saw it, because I got it at like a t- as a targeted ad. And I sent it to my girlfriend because she she likes the genre too. 
And uh, man, it's an absolute slaughter fest going on in this yeah, football game. Another big touchdown for for yes. the ex ex Steeler Juju yeah. Smith Schuster. Anyways, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying so. So my girlfriend Cecilia is really big into pop punk too, and so I sent it to her too, and she's like, "Well, this looks crazy." And uh, then she was like, "Where is it?" Because it's also on the flyer. It was hard to see where it was actually being being played. Yeah. I thought for some reason the festival was going to be closer. Like I thought it was going to be in like Pittsburgh since it was targeted. Uh, but then, then I saw I was like, "Now it's in it's in Vegas." Yeah. But yeah, so so already some bad bad uh, some bad headlines and bad juju going bad juju smith schuster <laughs> going in cool. on uh going in on this uh this this upcoming festival now they got they got a little bit of time to 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 uh to steer the ship back but uh yeah not looking good well it's all good well, let's see how it plays out <laughs> yeah we'll see how it plays out but as i said i think fest- festivals are kind of like overrated yeah like the the trap the astro world and the, <sighs> damn the Lollapalooza yeah. and what's the big one the biggest one like currently the biggest one yeah um i i think the the, the biggest one is uh rolling loud for rap is it rolling loud are you sure i think rolling loud is definitely the biggest rap one or i think there's yeah there's another one though made in america is a big one it's the one where like people trip i think right? oh coachella coachella, coachella yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah isn't that the biggest no um, I don't know in terms of like attendance. Yeah, I mean Coachella. Coachella is at least the the like the biggest name. I don't know if it's like the biggest attendance wise, but it probably is. Yeah. Coachella, Lollapalooza. Yeah, I mean a lot of the artists that we love are, are these yeah. are these people yeah. who are performing at these because I mean they're getting bags to perform at these shits. Yeah, Tyler and stuff. Yep. Tyler, Frank, Frank has performed yep. at these. Steve Lacey's been performing at a lot of these yeah, at yeah. a lot of these festivals too. Oh, I I also wanted to bring up. Now that reminds me mm-hmm. of you said the other day, you mentioned that Kendrick was selling out. You were like, you see, I did. Yes. I didn't mention deal. that on the show. So what, what do we think about that? What do we think about Kendrick's business matters with Amazon prime? So, yes. Yeah, so I was, I, 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 I did, I did admittedly say, I was like, man, your boy Kendrick is selling out because he's, he's got like, I don't even know what it is. Is it a, is it a concert? It, like what, what is it a series? I think, yeah, something is exclusively releasing on, on prime, prime video or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, your man's shilling. He's, he's yeah, selling his soul to the devil, exactly going to going going to Jeff Bezos, but then I was like, "Come on, man!" Like I even ha- I even conceded too. I'm like, "He's getting his bag," and like yeah, you got you got to appreciate it. He's getting his bag, and he's it's not like he's it's not like he's changing the the music, you know. Like he's being less creative mm-hmm. to to be more mainstream or to be more, um, you know, to I guess to increase footprint. Um, so he he's still he's still staying true to that and that's all that matters i mean he, he let him go make his money man especially yeah he's trying to, if you can get a wider audience the biggest deal possible to to get the music released and pushed out then so be it but i also will say which i did mention when you brought it up is mm-hmm. that kendrick's um or kendrick just, that was his last studio album for tde so he's mm-hmm. leaving TDE mm-hmm. for his own record label, PG Lang. And it's an independent label, completely owned by him. And he's getting, you know, his own artists. And, and he alluded to it on his album. He was like, um, 
he's like something about the labels like you're you're killing the creators um we can't negotiate or something like that mm-hmm. meaning that we're not negotiating i'm doing my own thing and that's it because you're, you're killing the creators and, and he's doing the world he's doing the world a favor he's doing music a favor because he's going to be recruiting like pure artists you know and um and he's not going to be killing their their creativity and their conscious, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this is this is the sort of renaissance that we're witnessing in a lot of different creative mediums that I don't think music has been able to really fully embrace yet. But we're seeing this in comedy. We're seeing we're seeing all of these comedians like not waiting for the moment that Netflix knocks on the door and says, "Hey, we want you. We want to, you know." finance your comedy special your hour-long comedy special now now all these comedians are just releasing their own shit on youtube and just having their fan base have access to it for free and they're able to get more viewers than a netflix than an establishment doing it on their own shit so i think i i completely agree with you i think you know this is this is the right step that music needs to go in having the creation having the distribution in the creator's hands rather than rather than through a label rather than yeah. through the establishment yeah but that's that's a precursor everything you just said is a precursor to what's going to come with decentralization <laughs> man we're coming back tornado you cash it. you saw it <laughs> yo with, with the cryptocosm yes the cryptocosm yo man are all of our episodes just gonna be crypto related we, we, like, think, like title wise i'm not gotta, talking yeah, about we gotta content. end on we gotta <laughs> yeah. end on some crypto matters man yeah man this is this has become your segment man this is your stump this is your stump speech this segment is my stump yeah this is my stump um yeah i recently gave a story about ethereum or I, I gave a little background to a group of folks, and, it, and I just told the story about it, man, how it all happened. It was pretty cool. People <laughs> appreciated it, you know. It was good to do. And doing, you're doing everybody a service. And and I recommend that everybody, man, become involved in the community because really they're just they're just places where you just w- kind of walk walk up and walk in, and say, hey, uh, my name's you know my name's Femi, or my name's Evan. Who are you guys like? Oh, that's cool, man. What do you do? Come, 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 chill with us. You know, we're just getting some pizza and you know some soft drinks. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm just saying it's it's a free flowing community where people are um, talking about good soft with drinks. Each other. They're good with each other, you know, and they participate in securing mm-hmm. decentralization for all people. Yeah, and that's what it means to be a part of the community or to to operate an ethereum node which helps secure this decentralized network yep right now it's sort of under attack with the tornado cash issue but it but nothing's gonna happen because it's too robust but um too robust to bust <laughs> too robust hell yeah but um we i got just, the title. i will I will. What's that? <laughs> I said we just got the title of the episode. <laughs> Too robust to bust. Too robust to bust. <laughs> but I, I'll just give a quick like exploration of Ethereum, just what it is. Sure. If, Let's if get into know. it. Vitali, right? Vitalik. Yeah. Vitalik. Something different in Russian. He's Russian. Yeah. Um, he was a one of these like 
once in you know once in a in a few decades uh or once in a few centuries type of guy where you only get like sort of like this type of person who can reason this way like in a in this time period kind of like an alan turing like a Kurt Girdle, I told you about him. I was just gonna say, I mean, if we're if we're talking about you know these Russian minds, I was gonna bring up what's his name too, Lex Friedman, also sort of sort of like a a is, modern is he tech. Russian though. Yeah, he's Russian. I don't think he's necessarily. He's not Russian enough for you. No. <laughs> yeah, he's straight out. He's straight he's not Russian. from Russia. Is he? He's he was raised. I think he was raised in. In Russia until he was about yeah, but Lex, Lex like twelve. He went to high school, I think, in the U.S. and then went to college here. He went to Drexel actually. In, in yeah, PA. He, he's a smart guy. He's definitely a really smart guy. But let, let's be honest, he's nowhere on the nowhere close to the scales of Vitalik and. I, I, I think that's debatable, folks. huh? Yeah, he's like a genius, dude. Who? Lex Friedman, bro. Dude, he's like he went to MIT. He's like an MIT. He's a he's like a computer genius too, man. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No. Trust me, dude. I've listened to his podcast and stuff. But his podcast isn't about computer science. <laughs> yeah, it is. He has he has Elon Musk on. He has he had Vitalik on. He has these he has like these genius computer scientists. Up, you can't keep up with these guys. He's asking <laughs> them all these types of questions. Trust me, dude. He's okay. Not, I, I, okay. He's well. not on the levels of of Vitalik and Alan. T- Are you kidding me, dude? These guys came <laughs> up with raw like mathematical like like theorems, man. Then prove stuff about like reality. Okay, and, let's and let, let, that, let, that came, like blossomed into something magnificent. Alan Turing, the general <laughs> purpose computer, Vitalik Buterin, general purpose blockchains. So, yeah, you know. my bad. Let's get let's get back to let's get back to Ethereum and Vitalik. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I was just gonna say, yeah, Vitalik is one of these guys comes comes along once in a century, and he's Russian, and heard about bitcoin um his parents like i think they got divorced or something so he moved to canada like early in his life um but his parents knew that he was going to be some kind of math wizard or something because he could the way he thought about numbers when he was a kid and the things he could do when he was when he was very young i mean it was like you know clear he was going to excel at math give me two numbers he's like give me any two numbers i'll divide literally them. was dividing like like very large numbers. I was just was fucking around, like and you were like, kid. "No, this is actually his <laughs> upbringing." <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, anyways, I'll just cut to the chase. So, like Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a blockchain, and a blockchain is a, basically think about it like a database. Mm-hmm. Is how I like to explain it. And instead of a traditional database where you have four operations, four things you can do to it, where you can update stuff. You can delete stuff. You can write new stuff, um, and you can read stuff. Mm-hmm. And f- with blockchains, you you can only do two of those things, but they're both like databases, which means they're storing information. And with the blockchain, all y- the two operations that you have is reading and writing. So there's no updates and there's no deletions. Okay, so mm-hmm. since that you can make a system like this you could never do it before so this is a distributed system that many people are maintaining somehow let's not get into how but somehow and since that you have this ability to only have two operations you can ensure like certain guarantees 
let's just say, right? And in, and the first application for this guarantee is currency. We can create currency on it and make sure that if I send you money, I can't send the same copy of the money I sent you to him. Because it's ensuring that, you know, I can, it basically guarantees against like the double spend problem, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And meaning I can't double spend the money I just, you know, spent. Or I can't send 10 bucks to you and send the exact copy yeah. to somebody else because of these guarantees of the, of the, of the blockchain or the, the data structure. The tech, right? Yeah. How, how it's structured, the technology like forbids that happening. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it uses cryptography to do this. And like we call them like cryptographic guarantees. Right. And, and that's like something that's never, ever been possible before since 2008 Bitcoin. It was the first application for it. And so the thing is about Bitcoin is it, is that it's, it's just like the script that's constantly running. So mm-hmm. like if you if you push push a button on it it will do something for you. And that's it, but it'll always be in like a running state. And like our computers that we use now, like me going on the web, me pulling up Chrome or me going on Facebook, like these are all programs that have like termination, like if you run something that it will eventually terminate and like finish the process. Like I mm-hmm. I turn the machine on it goes through the procedure and then it and then it finishes and that's how we have programs like applications like all the stuff that we use on the computer audacity shouts out to audacity to anchor this is what's fueling the podcast (laughs) brought to you by anchor although we don't have we don't have sponsors but yeah (laughs) anchor um audacity yeah but but so yeah, I was saying that okay, yeah, so Bitcoin Bitcoin can so we call that Turing completeness, right? And and uh and so our the computers we use now are Turing complete and Turing proved that you'd have to um in order to see if a program would finish, you'd have to run it. And you'd have to like watch it terminate. So you couldn't know ahead of time. But basically, it was this thing that he proved out, and it was—it's called Turing completeness. Mm-hmm. And so, Bitcoin or the Bitcoin blockchain isn't Turing complete, so you can't run applications on it. You can only have this like, this like currency application. So okay. So it's very limited in what it can do. And so Vitalik was traveling around the world, and he was like working on Bitcoin and doing Bitcoin <laughs> traveling magazine. around the world, asking people, "Hey, give me three, give me three three-digit numbers. I will divide them all." <laughs> yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Just yeah. absolutely party tricking. But, but he went into he went into like really rough conditions where like there wasn't any bathroom, like there wasn't like that much food, like just like some rice and beans every day, and he like programmed with these guys in the community, and he wrote for Bitcoin Magazine, and he obviously very intelligent guy, and he was mm-hmm. very interested in how you could expand the capabilities of Bitcoin. So you could have like peer-to-peer systems, not just with currency, but with other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, he stumbled upon this team in Israel, called uh, that was working on a project called Colored Coins. And they were, uh, and Colored Coins was just the ability that you could create a, a token and have something be backing it, right? Colored Coin sounds like what uh, what Drake was uh, advertising with that blackface. 
That's that's actually the uh, it's actually the uh, the icon for colored coins. It's <laughs> Drake and blackface. Story of a Didion. Okay, interesting thought. Yeah. Yep. Um. But but anyways, and then so he 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 like really liked this idea that you could basically expand what Bitcoin could do, and then he mm-hmm. and then he was like, look at what else you guys can do, guys, and he showed them like this plan. And he's like, yeah, that's really cool, but it really doesn't fit in our roadmap, and like, we're not trying to deviate from our schedule or anything. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it myself, basically. And he wrote a paper, and he distributed it all like across academia, and people mm-hmm. picked it up. And the smartest minds that knew what it meant were all in, man. Like the guys that were the early founders of Ethereum, and then they all ended up moving to Miami into this this house called now the ETH House, <laughs> and they ended up building the system, man. But ba- what they built was an ability to do uh, general-purpose computing on blockchains. So they essentially turned a blockchains into a global computer, and that's crazy, because th- because that means we had the same computers that we have now. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one global computer, like a shared state, where you can now build applications that have the same guarantees we just talked about. That make that means that I we can do peer-to-peer have peer-to-peer interactions of all kinds, not just currencies. So people are building like financial applications that don't involve banks, but you can still get, you can still borrow money, you can still mm-hmm. like get uh, loan money, and you can get interest, all this, these types of things. Um, and that's what it did. And so Ethereum is is a vast network where you can build all types of like applications. And I think it's very exciting. People. I think these are the things that we're going to be using in the future. And why I started talking about this was because we brought up Kendrick and PG Lang and and you saying other people, even like comedians, mm-hmm. are releasing their stuff in these like sort of like open source environments where yep. it's free, like almost like a public good. And they pay you, you know, like exactly. a little bit of a micropayment and get a service. And I, that's what crypto is going to enable. That's why I called said the cryptocosm. I was just going to say, though. Are you not as? I feel like you wouldn't be. You would be more hype. You'd be more hype for PG Lang, if it was if there were microtransactions to uh, to each stream <laughs> in ETH. Yeah, if it used some sort of Web three backend technology, yeah, or something. Yep. But I I, I feel like it's not there yet. But like Snoop and Eminem, they're they're trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, I was gonna say fifty fifty cent was was early on Bitcoin too. Back okay, in the day, yeah, he sold right. one, sold one of his albums online uh, only only through Bitcoin. Yeah, I think he sold I think he sold all the Bitcoin though, because he had a, like a bunch of Bitcoin. He had a shit ton of worth. Bitcoin because of it. Yeah, he like charged like ten Bitcoin. I, I think, think for he his sold album. it though. He didn't he didn't keep it. He sold it like too soon, or yeah, did he, he sold it too soon? Uh, and he would have had like like a lot of money. Yeah, then exactly. power. Uh, what, what's his show? His show's not power. What's his show? Billions. I don't know, but you something. You're right. Power maybe. Show. Let's just say it's power. Okay. It would have been. It would have been crypto power. <laughs> if you Bitcoin power. Yeah, but yeah, man. That's. Uh, what do yeah. you think? What do you think? About <laughs> your no, man. I no. Yeah, this this I think I, I think that was a great succinct uh, explanation of ETH. And uh, yeah, I buy think some ETH, guys. Buy some ETH. Become I have some Ethereum. ETH too, man. And I barely understand. I barely understand. I barely understood any of this before before this uh, explanation too. So 
yeah, get in, get into some ETH and uh, into some other cryptos uh, that are uh, that are trending upwards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Let's all. I mean, let's also. So, like I said, you can build a lot like applications on top of this like blockchain, this general purpose computer. But also, it's not limited to just like applications. It's you can do like since now we're all on Zoom and stuff, and we're all virtual anyways. You can have like like organizations that are autonomous and you come and leave as you please type of thing mm-hmm. i think that in the next decade we're going to see like some of the largest organizations are going to be like these decentralized organizations um that you can like work like work for we, mm. we call them DAOs. we'll 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 see about that because i guess yeah i mean the I, object of decentralization is the ab 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 abdication the abdication of power so will executives and will um will these these um these shakers of industry will they be willing to cede their power in the name of decentralization i I, I feel like they won't have a choice they won't really have a choice because these are going to be superior like these are going to be applications that offer you like a public good at like a cheap cost but that's the thing that but they're they're in the business of profit maximization who i mean the the, the well there's a lot you're of stuff. bezos you're you're there's Musk's. a lot of stuff that we that we um would need to talk about because i mean just because you have an organization i mean organizations <laughs> on a blockchain would be centered around this idea of tokenomics and the fact that the more that you participate in this in the and the organization the more tokens that you receive and those tokens can go up in value and so you become like an evangelist when you're a stakeholder and you want to make the service better so that more people use the system and then the, the value of the tokens go up so it's like it's this like behavioral economic idea that hasn't even been really explored yet and the technology is not there yet but when it is and if you ha- can have that i really foresee like a future where I mean, there's still organizations. There's still like you're right, like con- going to be some concentrations of power. And I'm not saying that like Apple's going to go away and like Google's going to go away. Like you're still going to have those like massive corporations mm-hmm. with executives and all that stuff. I'm just going to say, I'm just saying the future's bright. <laughs> the future's bright. The future's bright. Twenty One Savage, Drake. Her loss coming out on Friday. We're sponsored by Anchor. We're sponsored by Audacity. Maybe Audacity, maybe Anchor will go in that decentralization route. And hey, man, in our way, we're doing our own decentralization. Not really. But thanks for listening to the Thursday Tracklist podcast. Keep on discussing, man. Keep on discussing. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thursday Tracklist Podcast. Please check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash Thursday Tracklist to view other episodes, playlists, reviews, the website, and much more. Also, head over to the Instagram page, Thursday Tracklist, all one word, for more access to our content. Peace. How much time he got that man is Sick, sick, sick I got the devil flow, nigga Sick, sick, sick Surgical summer with it Snip, snip, snip And you don't really want it with him Surgical summer volume one We gonna take this slow We just gonna peel it back layer by layer Yeah 
Daytona. Album of the motherfucking year. And you talking about you upset. <laughs> well, I want to see what it's like when you get angry, okay? You show me that. <laughs>